0: Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips.
1: A very warm welcome to Going Greyhounds this Tuesday morning, the 22nd of June 2021, 10.31am. I'm Mark Olmas. Great to have your company wherever you are listening in to us here on Sky Sports Radio, whether you're at work or you're in the car having a listen with a... Cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Hope you're having a good morning and hope you're easing into the week nice and uh, well. And hopefully, we can find a few winners as we head towards another big Thursday night of racing. Uh, starting off with our wrap uh, Go the Blues. It was a feature uh, triumph for the New South Wales Blues, of course, at Albion Park last Thursday. Uh, they went up 2-1 uh, with the help of, of course, the Juice, Jungle Juice, with both Bar Sandy and Jungle Juice saluting the Origin Stars and Match Race, respectively. And then, of course, trained by Dave Richardson, Bar Sandy, a daughter of Bar Shabelle and Sando Sapphire, made it 11 wins from just 20 starts with a, an on-speed victory in 41.97. The Maroons evened up the score, courtesy of Tony Brett's orchestrate, who pounced to the front and through throughout in a blistering 29.66. It was then down to the match race, as was the case just two years ago. It was Jack Smith who secured the title for New South Wales. We'll have him on the catching pen this evening. His exciting youngster Jungle Juice holding off a gallant extra malt in 29.61. Back home in New South Wales, the feature event this week is the German SW Country Challenge on Saturday night. A series of heats have been held in country tracks around the state. The final field assembled in alphabetical order being Bones, McCoy, Casual Glance, Coringa, Lucy, Lollipop, Liz, On The Rocks, Tigalong Ginga, Zipping, Curios, and Zulu, Warlord. The feature is worth $30,000 to the winner. We'll be back shortly here on Going Greyhounds with our first guest. Hear ye,
2: hear ye. Former world champion Warrawee Needy has the amazing stats of 50% winners to starters and 34% winners to falls from his first crop. Book now, Eurobeef.com.au.
0: Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. I'm Poppy from Safe and Sound Electronics. Nova Employment have provided us with a great trainee who is confident and very reliable. I'd recommend other employers focus on ability. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available.
3: Invader, a Group 1 winning son of the champion racehorse and sire, Snitzel, Standing the 2021 season at Aquas Queensland for 20000 plus GST. His first yearling sold up to $550,000, more than 25 times his service fee. Cold here by Invader. I sell for five fifty. dollars For more information on Invader, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. And Invader takes the lead in the shadows of the post.
0: Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes. Just tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website. www.wideline.com.au Hi,
2: this is Dave
3: Stanley. Make sure you join our experts for punters post-mortem. Ron Duffy, Glenn Munsey. Unusual defined two emergencies who only get into the race on race morning. Well supported and running second pick and knocking off the favourite. And Dean Lester.
1: Quality players are in a bit of trouble when a $26 shot won the first leg and then a 100-to-1 winner in the second leg.
2: We're looking for uh, running doubles by uh, race eight. <laughs> punters <laughs> post-mortem. All the racing action from the weekend. Monday morning from nine on Sky Sports Radio. Hear ye, hear ye. Former world champion Warawi Needy has the amazing stats of 50% winners to starters and 34% winners to foals from his first crop. Book now, europee.com.au. At Tab, we're
4: a mission to deliver punters confidence they're getting the best price Introducing The Lock, a new feature on your Tab app. Just activate it when placing a tote win bet and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, we'll pay you the difference in cash. The Lock new on your Tab app. Download today Tab. Long may we play
2: Excludes WA residents available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly Call Gambler's Help. one 858 858
0: Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. Nova has an unbeatable track record of success.
3: I'm Adam from DemiChef. We've had a strong relationship with Nova Employment over the last seven years as they've provided us with many trusted employees. Nova is always on hand for any extra training and support.
0: Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be
5: available.
2: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
5: And racing in the centre, June 26 began well, but headed by Rose of Lachlan, who drives to the front. Fabio Lash, the second. Hardaway Alley, third from Zulu Smile. The middle, Winlock Shifty. Three to June 26. Hold your fire. And back at the rear of the field, zipping Gizmo down the side. Fabio Lash gets up on the inside of Rose of Lachlan. Close as Hardaway Alley into the straight. Fabio Lash races clear. Fabio Lash by a length and a half. Rose of Lachlan, second. Third was Hardaway Alley, followed by Winlock Shifty. Behind those, June 26. Welcome
1: back to. Go- Greyhounds, that was from Tari going back to the 16th. Fabio Lass winning race eight. Uh, that was uh, a heat of the Squizzy last Wednesday for leading trainer Helen Hanson. Joining us on the phone to chat about the Squizzy with $12,000 to the winner is Taree president Des McGeechie Des, welcome. Must be a real boost for local participants to have a race like this being run tomorrow. Welcome.
4: Yep, thanks, Mark. Um, yeah, no, mate, it is. It's a great uh, incentive for the trainers and that. We really need to thank our major sponsor, B-Bet, for putting up the prize money to put this race on.
1: Now, tell us about the race itself. Where did it get its name from?
4: Uh, the Squeezy. Well, that was a committee decision to name it, the Squeezy, which is it's named after a greyhound that raced up here in match racing back in uh, January 1928. So it was a little bit of history involved there. So 1928? We, we 1928. 1928, yeah.
1: Gee whiz. <laughs> before your and my time.
4: Uh, way before my time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, it's, it's, uh, yeah no, so we decided, we could have named it after a, a former member or anything. We had the choice, but we decided to use a bit of history and, and pull out a greyhound.
1: I like the squeezy. It has a nice ring to it.
4: It does. It sounds good, doesn't it? It's better than the Des
1: McGecky steak or something, isn't it? Oh, McGecky, thank you for correcting me there because that means I've butchered it. Sorry, Des. That's all good. uh, Now, this race, you've got some hot greyhounds in the field, including Blazing Snap, Daisy's Jimmy. Both went close to the record in their respective heats. Must be wrapped with how it's turned out, the final.
4: Uh oh, the the quality of dogs that were on for the heats was exceptional and um we 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 ended up with a great little mixture of four locals and four away dogs making it to the finals so you know it, it's a brilliant it's brilliant.
1: What about yourself uh Des, your involvement uh in in greyhound racing has it just been limited to the administration side of things or have you been hands on have you been a trainer in the past?
4: Uh yeah no I'm I'm a public trainer I'm not much chop but I am a public <laughs> trainer and <laughs> I've only got slow dogs at the moment, nothing good enough for a squeezy.
1: But obviously love them.
4: I always have, mate. My grandfather had greyhounds, my father had greyhounds, so, you know, it's been a family thing from day one.
1: Uh, Terrific. Now, who is the best of the local hopes? Can you tell us about some of the local trainers in there as well?
4: Well, I'd say locals. Well, you wouldn't be able to go past Helen Hanson and Fabio Lass, you know. Um, Fabio Lass is a dual record holder. Tyree and Warhope, that's won quite a few races down at uh, the Gardens, um, is the current track record holder here, even though Raising Snap went very close last week, um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the clash between uh, Fabio and, and a few of the Wade Greyhounds. Uh,
1: Nabiak trainer Helen Hanson, you, you bring up there with Fabio Las. can you tell us a bit about Helen, one of your leading trainers?
4: Uh, oh, she's an old marvel, mate. Like Helen, Helen and her son—they breed all these greyhounds that Helen races, and um, they've had so much success, it's unbelievable. Like last race meeting here, they had uh, Helen actually trained five winners, and was the owner of another one that uh, Richard Milton trained. So yeah, you're you know, right. on the program of twelve races, she had six winners.
1: Yeah, right. So she goes okay around the area. Uh, sorry, mate. So she goes okay around the area?
4: Oh, she goes well here and down at the Hunter, mate. She's won plenty of races down at the Gardens as well. So, you know, she's a, she's a good old doer.
1: Absolutely. Uh, also, now, uh, having this W country, cha- country Challenge Heat Run at Taree last week, also Lollipop Liz will represent the club in the final on Saturday. And, again, she's trained in the Hunter Valley, but she's done plenty of racing there at Taree. The locals of Taree will no doubt get behind her and Sarah O'Sullivan.
4: Ah, we couldn't be any happier than to have Sarah and and Lollipop Liz down there representing the Taree from our heat. Um, uh, Lizzie, she started her career here. She had her first start here and um, she won a maiden here, first start. So she's been back quite a few times. I think her record is uh, seven starts for five wins and two placings at the track, and she's won from all distances. Is so, um, we're looking forward to seeing how she goes down there against the big ones.
1: And also, Des, just to touch on the Tare Club and Tare Racing, relatively new to TAB racing, how are things progressing there?
4: Oh, exceptional, mate. Um, we haven't we haven't taken a backward step since we were named a TAB track back this time last year. Mm. Uh, and it's all been just all go forward, go forward. Um, We're looking forward to next year, more improvements, more prize money, bigger things in store, I hope.
1: And obviously you'd be aiming up to make the Squizzy as rich a race as possible.
4: Uh, The Squizzy and the Tararee Cup, which we ran a month or two back there, um, we're looking at really increasing prize money for those and making them a, a, a calendar event that everybody looks forward to every year.
1: Now, Des, I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some sort of a pitch of why they should put Tari greyhounds on the bucket list and maybe it coincides with a gallops meeting as well because I know I'd love to get up there personally myself.
4: Oh, it's a lovely little track. It's um, If you've got the time to visit, it's well worth a visit, mate. And um, the quality of dogs racing here these days, you know, it's it's exceptional. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't be out of place being here as to anywhere.
1: And of course, the home of our very own Jason Lincoln. Has he been to the track? He's shown his face there.
4: Ah, uh, Jay shows up quite often, mate. We we welcome Jason with open arms, and um, he, he's loving coming here. I think he, he um, he's involved with a few greyhounds here and there. Whether he he, he lets on or not, I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's great to have j c. here.
1: Uh, fantastic stuff. Des, really enjoyed chatting to you this morning and uh, all power to the club moving forward and best of luck with this Squizzy this week.
4: Thanks, Mark. We're looking forward to it. Let's hope the weather holds off for us.
1: Absolutely. Des McGecky joining us on Going Greyhounds. A short break
3: and then we'll be with our next guest. Last week on Racing HQ, Karen McAvoy thought Papal Warrior would be suited by its inside draw.
4: I'm happy with that draw, and I might be able to just have us a little bit closer in the run. And um, I think he can be a nice chance here. He's performed on heavy, so should be no issue for him today. There.
3: It's Tycoonus from Papal Warrior who's looking to go past Papal Warrior. Pushed on from Tycoonus, and he got there today. Papal Warrior, you can pay the believers, find the time, and we'll find you the winners. Racing HQ, 6:30 Saturday, Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> Right, right, let me do written by a dominant group one winning two-year-old. But it's written by, written by for Jordan Childs. What a victory! A group winner at three. Written by Punched Out about a length and a quarter encryption. Too good, too classy, written by Completely Free of Danehill. The perfect outcross. Time form's highest rated two-year-old of his generation. Written by Write Your Own Destiny. Standing at Widen Stud.
2: <laughs> On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
1: Bones McCoy was up with the leads and Storm Bay's out the back. Empress Leighton and Aston Reward both left well, and they'll run 1-2 to the turn out of the straight. Bones McCoy quickly picked up, then followed by Ebby Jet Power. Rose of Lachlan, Storm Bay, Showtime Jack and Key Enterprises last. Bones McCoy was second last into stride. Hit the front off the back.
3: Leads a length. Ebby Jet Power circling. Then Aston Reward. It's Bones McCoy in front. Coming late, Ebby Jet Power photo... Maybe Bones McCoy, a nose
1: to Emmy Jet Power, right behind the Master and Reward, fourth in Storm. A big win Bay. there to Bones McCoy, and Bones is one of the leading chances for the reinvigorated Jeronis W Country Challenge. Uh, Crystal Hensing joins us. Crystal, a very good morning to you. Uh, firstly, how are you going? How's Jet and Scarlet all keeping well? Yeah, no, we're
0: pretty good, actually. We're just, yeah. Keep them busy. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way. Yep.
1: That's the way. Especially in this game. No rest for the wicked.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Uh, how is Bones feeling heading towards the thirty thousand dollars feature?
0: Um, you know what? He's feeling. Like he's he's feeling great. He's yeah, jumping out of his skin. Not a that... thing wrong with So he's um, he's feeling very well, which I'm very happy about.
1: Terrific. Now that little break between runs, oh, I guess. Uh a bit longer than usual in, in greyhound terms anyway, won't be of any concern?
0: No, no. I actually gave him a... Um, I told him at Maitland on Saturday, actually. I gave him a 450 there. Um, I just didn't want to make him not fit, so I sort of wanted to keep up with my routine, what I've been doing, so
4: um,
0: he should be pretty fit and ready to go. He's been
1: going enormous for you. He's very good winning that race, the Gardens, uh, that we heard a few weeks back, defeating a very good field, including Ebby Jet Power, of course, a Group 2 winner, as well as a recent Free For All winner just on Saturday uh, at Wentworth Park. He's formed since coming to Wentworth Park and over the 500s. He was obviously going well around the 400s at Maitland, Gosford, the Gardens, but he's gone to another level getting to yeah, the no, 500 he, at headquarters. Yeah,
0: he, uh, he. I think he loves that track. He's just... Um
1: not a bad place to love.
0: Yeah, I know, it's not a bad <laughs> thing. He, yeah, he's just taken to it really well. And um, I mean, the past few starts have drawn a lot of box fours, but I don't, really don't think the box draw matters with him either. So um, he's just one of those dogs that just sort of, he just tries hard, you know what I mean? So,
1: Absolutely. All you can do
0: out there, you sort of got to be out in front, which has got that bit of early speed too, so.
1: A Brilliant, brilliant chaser, as we uh, well, we heard there, but we also saw in that effort from the gardens uh, a little while back. Uh, now, uh, he, he's beaten greyhounds. Like we mentioned, Debbie Jet Power as well as wow. Well. He must get a big, big kick just to 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 think about and maybe dream about the potential he has moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like the dog, he, he only turned two in the end of um, February 2, so he's not – he's sort of just starting to peak now, so um – yeah, it's just sort of wait and see how he goes really, but he's not disappointing, that's for sure.
1: Now, we met yourself as well as your son Jet, as we mentioned, and daughter Skull of the catching pen a couple of weeks ago. It has been a difficult twelve months for you guys or a little less than, but no doubt it would be a massive thrill to win a big race like this with big prize money this weekend.
0: Yeah, no, it would be it'd be really great and yeah, just for the kids too, would sort of lift Jet up a bit. So um, sort of get him back into it a bit more too. We sort of Blackened off a little bit lately, so I think it might give him a bit of a buzz if he comes out and wins this race this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's still getting around on on the bike, as we saw in that the uh, catching pin um, showpiece feature that we did. Loves his bike. Yeah, bikes.
0: he's actually been riding his bike a fair bit lately. Actually, he's got a bit of a bike track out the back now, a few jumps. So he um he wants to race his bike now too. So
1: oh, well, <laughs> well, at least he's he's got that competitive edge that you'd you'd uh, you'd want him to have.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, he's very competitive in whatever he does. <laughs> uh, that, that's great. Uh, also, that feature we did a couple of weeks ago, it was quite funny with Jason Lincoln uh, trying to start the bike with oh. not much idea, <laughs> uh, following on from the, the week after trying to fix a tyre. He would have put Jason Lincoln to the sword, young Jet. <laughs> yeah, Jet knows
0: how to put him under
1: pressure. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get the feeling, um, Crystal, that he'll, he'll take up greyhound training or even scarlet?
0: I think um, I think he will. I think at the moment he's just sort of at that age. He's just going through that bit of a you know mixed emotion and up and down, and you know starting to almost hit teenage years. So <laughs> as good luck, like, like. Crystal. But um, he's got um, he's got a couple of pups at the moment like that with and Hud, but um, they've just been broken in and they've actually broken really well. So he's sort of starting to get a bit more interest again because he kind of backed off a bit for a while. So okay, he's going to yeah. train his own dog, and I'm just like, well, if you're going to do it, you've got to get up and you know. Do what's got to be done, not
1: just you know expect everything to be done for you. So. And put in the work. No, he, he'll see mum working terrifically hard, and I'm sure he'll be fine. Crystal, best of luck this weekend uh, with you. Bones McCoy, and thanks a lot for coming on Going Greyhounds. No doubt we'll speak soon.
0: Not a problem. Thanks very much.
1: Crystal Hensing joining us on Going Greyhounds. We'll take another short
3: break, and we'll be back with Kello O'Rourke. Sky Racing's Tim Newbold reflects on 20 years at the Dogs. Grew up in Newcastle and it is a mad racing and sporting town. I think probably 11 or 12 and I loved going to the races, the footy, listening to the commentators of the day, Ian Craig, John Tapp, Paul Ambrosoli, local legend Johnny Mack, and Ray Warren in rugby league. And I thought, geez, I'd love to have a crack at that one day and I wrote a letter to Johnny McDermott in 1995 and I went to a lot of tracks with Macca in the spear broadcast boxes and just practice as a 16-, 17-year-old. And then eventually you got a little bit of a break calling Beaumont Park and then Wyong Greyhounds up the straight there in 1998. That was the first paying job. The Battler's Final Call, this Saturday night, Wentworth Park.
5: Champion Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style.
3: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here.
2: Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
5: Sassy Ethics a little slow. There goes on the rocks. She's showing her customary wheels and she'll lead Notified Brothers Gift. Coursing deep then was Trunky Rose. A couple have gone uh, via the outside. Trouble at Mill Maldini flashing talk. Down the back they go and on the rocks. If you're on her, that's where you want her to be. She's four lengths clear to getting clear. Now Trunky Rose there followed by Notified. Then comes Trouble at Mill. Brothers Gift and Sassy Ethics but around the corner on the rocks. That was soft. On the rocks from Trunky Rose Third home notified, then sassy ethics, flashing talk, and trouble.
1: At- One of the most recognisable voices in Australian racing broadcasting, I think it's safe to say, is Kello O'Rourke. And there he was calling on the rocks. And it's a real pleasure to have Kel joining us here on Going Greyhounds. Firstly, Kel, uh, before we say good day and ask you how you are, is that usually followed by the drink order on the rocks, the call we just heard there?
5: Yes, well, no, good morning, Mark. Good morning, everybody. We, uh, we always in, encourage uh, responsible gambling and we also encourage responsible <laughs> drinking, but, uh, yeah, I have been known to have a few after the last. <laughs> now,
1: that, that uh, call for on the rocks there will line up on Saturday in the SW Country Championship at Wentworth Park. Kel, you're calling that race in town, which must be a huge thrill for you. Are the nerves creeping up yet?
5: Not yet, but uh, yeah, firstly, will they? Uh, it will happen. Um, you know, up on the fifth floor or fourth floor there. I'm, uh, you know, a little bit scared of heights, and uh, you know, big thanks to Timmy Newbold for coming up with the idea to select a regional caller. So. Um, obviously Timmy uh, put my name up there, so big thanks to Timmy, and uh, it's my Everest, I guess, and uh, Wayne Billet, of course, uh, Wayne, the operations manager with Greyhound Racing New South Wales, he approved it, so yes, I am nervous, I'm scared of heights. Um, I guess once I get up there, uh, I'll probably, um, you know, maybe have a a practice run in the private box next door, and uh, I should be right for the final.
1: I think you'll be more than fine. Ned, just... Quickly, on, you, you mentioned going up to, to Wentworth, parking up the box there. Tim sits while he calls. Uh, what about you there from from your callers' boxes all over, usually that southern region of New South Wales? Do you stand or do you sit just purely out of curiosity?
5: They're all different. At Tamora, right. I, I stand. Wagga, I stand. Um, when I fill in for Paul Francis, uh, Dubbo, I stand. Uh, Dapto, I sit. Uh, Bulloy I sit. Probably Wendy, I'll sit as well. Yeah, I, I think sometimes if you, you know, when you sit down, the you, you can't, you, you've got to get your respiratory working, so your diaphragm doesn't need to be, you know, cluttered up, so to mm. speak. So, but yeah, I, I mix it around a bit, Mark. To be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now you mentioned Tim there also. It'll be a very special night. Not only you mentioned Tim selecting you, but to be there for Tim's last night of calling as the Metro race caller for New South Wales Greyhounds.
5: Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's you know the night's not about me. It's it's about the participants, the greyhounds, and the owners and trainers of the country championship final, and also Timmy Newbold. You know uh, Tim's done an outstanding job. He's a very humble guy, good friend, and a great form student. We saw that two years ago with Zipping Bailey when he tipped to uh, fifty to one with the uh, pre-post markets. Uh, look, you know, for Tim to take over from probably. You know, the best caller in the last 50 years, if not the best caller in the next mm. 50 years, they were very big shoes to fill. And that's, uh, that's where, you know, my admiration comes in for the guy to fill in for Paul Ambrosoli and to just do such a wonderful job. So, um uh, look, it's kudos to Tim. Um, I keep saying to him, you know, race callers don't retire, they just go away and freshen up in the spelling paddock and they come back.
1: Now, you've said in the media that it's been a, a bucket list item to call at headquarters. That dream comes true uh, this coming weekend. When's the last time you were at Wentworth Park, if ever?
5: Oh, yeah, no, I've been to I've been to the Chasers and the Golden. I was there when Brett Lee won the egg and I've uh, been to Wendy, uh, yeah, quite a few times. I think the last time I was there was probably good odds to win a couple of years ago right. and uh, yeah, I've made a habit over the years, obviously, of uh, you know popping in and seeing the callers, uh, PA, of course, and going way back to Graham McNeese and Peter Johnson. Oh, there's been a plethora of uh, outstanding callers wow. here at Wendy.
1: Yeah, uh, so, sounds like it. And of all those memories at Wentworth Park, is there one that sticks out?
5: Oh, probably the, I think it was the 89 Derby, worth doing. Uh, gee, that dog had a big motor. And, uh, yeah, he covered a hell of a lot more ground than these uh, combatants the night he won the derby. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of highlights there, Brett Lee and Fernando Bale, of course. But, uh, yeah, that, that run of worth doing that night, that was uh, that was freakish.
1: Magical places, racecourses, Kill.
5: They are. They are. And, uh, you know, it's not something... Um, you know, you, 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 you're you've you born with it, I guess. It's mm. uh, It's been in my DNA since, uh, you know, I mentioned to Mick Cowley that, you know, when I was a young bloke, we lived probably a driver and a pitching wedge to the 1,200-metre shoot at Canberra Thoroughbred Park. So, uh, you know, obviously my dad was involved in the horse racing and, yeah, it's it's been in the system, you know, my entire life and it'll be there till I meet my maker.
1: Now, how long have you been calling for, and where did it all start for you? Obviously, you mentioned Canberra, which yeah. is a an educated guess, but how long have you been behind the ten by fifties?
5: Yeah, well, my very first meeting was in November of nineteen eighty one at colan Coimbyen. uh Coimbyen's now closed. Um, and then I was given an opportunity to call at Canberra. Chris O'Brien was calling there and uh, he was writing some track work for his father and he uh, unfortunately broke his leg and uh, I stepped in at Canberra and then basically started to fill in for Gary Clark at Goulburn, for the late Tonsils Tonkin at Appen and Mossvale and... Uh, made off called everywhere. I've even had a couple of gigs at Launceston in Tasmania on holidays over there with, uh, the late Shane Yates and, uh, Young Cowra. I've done the harness here in Canberra, the Gillamatong picnics. Uh, did the barrier trials here at the Gallops for a few years and still like to call the Gallops every now and again. I'll do Queen Bean on Boxing Day, the non-tabbers and also the, I usually have a nice meeting at, uh, on VRC Derby Day and, the, and of course the day today, mark, you know, the Nara, the Dubbo's, uh, yeah. Richmond, uh, the odd one there, Bulleye. I've done a couple at the Gardens. So yeah, it's, um, it's made it's, I'm the luckiest bloke alive. Mm. Mm. I, I think it. most
1: race callers say the same thing.
5: Yeah, well, it's it's not a job; it's it's a passion. You know, it's like the the pro golfers that hit the uh, the golf balls for a living. mind you, they earn a little bit more money than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Kel, your your voice, like I mentioned up the top, there is incredibly unique. Who have been your biggest influences in? not only your voice, but just how you go about things in terms of your, your professional life?
5: Well, probably, you know, my late dad was always pushed me. There was many a times I was going to give it all away. And, of course, the Canberra Greyhound track was built in 1979, and that was Paul Ambrosoli's baby. So Paul would come down as far as the cup carnival was concerned. Paul called, uh, you know, Thirty odd camera cups. Um, so every time Paul came down, he was a great mentor. We'd, we'd uh, you know, we'd have a red or a cab or something on the side. And, uh, you know, the bottles of course. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> um, yeah, it certainly wasn't cordial. But uh, you know, Paul would always just the thing I liked about Paulie. He, he wouldn't sort of overload me with advice. He would just say, "Well." You know, you know, you're putting too much color in, or I want you to try this, or you know, get the binoculars and follow the dogs into the pen after they hit the, you know, prior to, or past the uh, post uh, mm-hmm. winning post. Just, just small tidbits. So, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess Paul would be the guy that uh, he was the one that uh, you know kept the flame burning. I guess.
1: Okay, net, net, uh, a couple of big parts of your life, we'll run over but I think that's okay Kel Um, been looking forward to this for a while and I know David be enjoying it as well Uh, tell us about Canberra Racing uh, with the Greyhounds being closed down there uh, and everything around Canberra Racing, your feelings and and your thoughts all there, I I can imagine it would have been an incredibly sad day for you being a a local and seeing the the Greyhound track shut down there
5: Yeah it was, it was a terribly sad day and you know, the saddest thing for me was the Canberra Club. There were basically no convictions uh, in relation to the live baiting. So, you know, they closed us down on nothing, and uh, it was a Labor-Greens government that unfortunately closed us down. And mm. uh, you know, quite a few people were left out of work. And um, thankfully, Greyhound Racing New South Wales and Patrick Day and golden um and also John Barillaro came on board and there was a few options put up. And uh, so the trainers that were left in Canberra were still able to trial their dogs on a Wednesday night and in effect race elsewhere, whether that be Nara or Goulburn. Um, so that the handful of uh, Greyhound people that are still here still obviously are able to train and, and go to the different tracks. Um the election last year, unfortunately, went the way of the Labor-Greens government, so that means there's another four-year wait. Uh, I believe there's four years left on the lease of the track. So uh, it'll be a very sad day if the club is closed down, but uh, we are looking to uh, certainly do something with the Goulburn Club in the future.
1: And we've just seen how, uh, I guess, a reinvigoration from five years ago with the industry, how it can help spark really positive change. So, so let's hope that happens there in Canberra with Greyhound Racing also. Uh, and Kel, we'll, we'll finish on your family. Yep. Uh, obviously yep. a big part of your life, big part of your career.
5: Yes, um, I've sent my wife to the Northern Territory for a week. Um, okay. So uh, we had four beautiful girls. Holly was born the day the Canberra Raiders uh, beat uh, Balmain in 1989, just as Chris O'Sullivan kicked that <laughs> field goal. Holly lives out at, um, she's out at Blaney on 20 acres, and that's where I stay. When I call it Dubbo, I come back and she's got five. Uh, daughters, um, and then Sarah's, uh, Sarah was very good at a sport here in Canberra. She made the Australian Touch football side, and right. Sarah's a PE teacher in one of the high schools here, and Jessica. Our third daughter, she's a counsellor. She goes all over New South Wales to the schools, and uh, I quite often tell Jess that if she gets a, a turf ball, she can ring me. I've got plenty of life experiences. And uh, finally, we've got a midwife in the house, Katie. So our youngest. So we've got the four girls, and uh, you know, I think that they're all healthy, and uh, that's the greatest attribute you can have. You know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you if you're not well, you know, your health's everything, Mark. Right?
1: Absolutely, and you sound like an incredibly proud husband and father.
5: Yes, yeah, no, uh, been married for thirty years, so <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There's there's lots of ups and downs, and uh, you know, I certainly wouldn't tell Stano or Marlo to uh, get a second opinion uh, <laughs> before they tie the knot. But uh, yeah, no, it, there's a jack for every Jill, I guess, and uh, you know, I've been very fortunate.
1: And Kel, we've been very fortunate to have you on the show this morning, Going Greyhounds. We really appreciate your time, and we wish you nothing but the best for this Saturday's JRNSW SW Country Championship at Wentworth Park. Of course, Tim Newbold's final night of calling. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds, Kel. I'm sure we'll do this all again, and hopefully, it's with a beverage in front of us.
5: Yeah, we'll we'll we uh, we'll definitely uh, wet our lips, Mark. And uh, thanks to you, and once again, a big thanks to Greyhound Racing New South Wales and. Uh, obviously Timmy Newbold too, really looking forward to catching up and, uh, having, as we said earlier, a red with uh, Timmy, uh, late Saturday evening.
1: Kello O'Rourke coming on Going Greyhounds with us, a fantastic chat, uh, that was marvellous. Uh, thanks for joining us on Going Greyhounds, uh, to everybody tuning in, great to catch up with of course Crystal Hensing, uh, Dees McGickey and of course Kello O'Rourke calling this Saturday at Wentworth Park that $30,000 NSW Country Championship final at Wente Park. If you missed anything you can just Google Wooshka and Going Greyhounds and the replay will come up. Uh, we've also, of course, got the catching pen tonight, 7pm on Sky Racing 2. Uh, looking forward to having your company there. Have a great Tuesday afternoon.